You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. We're going to the book of Proverbs. Thank you, brother musician. Wonderful job today. Wonderful job. And helps ministry, music ministry, thank you so much. We're going to Proverbs. Chapter 28, chapter 28, and we are going to consider verse 25, Proverbs 28, verse 25. Ready? Ready? Y'all just came out of the uh, worship service. Let's try that one more time. Y'all ready? Yes. That's good. That's good. And I'd like you clapped your hands a little bit today, and you're still happy. Yes. All right, Proverbs 28 25. He or she who is of, help me, a proud heart, stirs up. That means if your heart is proud, you're going to stir up some mess. Well, but he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. So we got, we got a choice here. We can either be proud in heart or we can trust the Lord. And, and so it's going to be evident which one you are based, based upon the text. It may not show immediately, but sooner or later it's going to manifest. So, so let's look at it again. If I'm proud in heart, I'm going to keep mess going. I'm going to stir up some strife. But then if I trust the Lord, it's going to be evident because I'm going to be prospering. So you have, you have to worry about temptation because sometimes you, you can be tempted to the point to where instead of doing the latter, you'll do the first. Because sometimes when, when things are happening, folks are tempted to do the wrong thing instead of the right thing. Don't act like you, you've never been there. Where you had choices, but because of temptation, you decided to do the wrong thing. 
I guess I'm the only one that I've been guilty of doing the wrong thing. I knew it was right, but I still did or chose wrong. If that's you, just, just say to somebody, I, I can't leave Pastor Hank. I had choices too. I knew what was right, but I chose. I chose it and regretted it after the choice, even though it felt good for a minute. But again, he who is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will be prosperous. I'm going basic. I'm going to deal with the entire verse, but my subject is going to come from the latter clause. Uh, subject being trust that leads to prosperity. Trust that leads to prosperity, and we're going to give our Lord a hand before we go further. When you have a proud heart, your thinking is off. And when your thinking is off, it's followed by your talk and your deeds being off. And when I say off, from a theological standpoint, I'm just simply saying that you do in contrast to the written and reveal will of God. And you do it because you're proud in, in heart. When you're proud, it says in one sense that you are a selfish person. It does not say that you just don't like nobody. It just says that uh, you and your needs come before everything and everybody. You like people, but you, you will... Turn on them if need be because you are for yourself. Yeah, how many in here you've ever been just a selfish person? Oh, come on now. It's just you were one of them folk that were quick to say, I got to do what I got to do. How many have ever said that? I got to do what I got to do. I heard what Pastor said, but I got to do what I got to do. Words like that say about you, you are a selfish person. And if you're selfish, you, you can't be Christian. You can't be Christian and be selfish. Reason being, Jesus pointed out to his disciples 
in reference to becoming a follower of him that you have to deny yourself and then you got to take up your cross and follow me because when you deny yourself some suffering going to happen in one sense that you're not going to be able to to say some things that you won't say Woo, yeah, because sometimes you want to say it, but when you in self-denial mode, you just got to hold your peace. Yeah, I told her, oh, what she do? She didn't, she didn't even say nothing. Yeah, she wanted to say something. But because of being Christian, she had to put her flesh under subjection and just hold her peace. So you have to be to the point to where you, you understand that, that if I am Christian, if I am not a proud person, I am a person that has to deny self. I can't be, I can't be selfish. But a selfish person is also disrespectful. Yeah, it's just just a disrespectful person. And that's not good to be disrespectful. Because when you're disrespectful to others, it says that you don't really respect yourself. And you can't be like that as a Christian. Because Jesus laid it out. You got to love your neighbor. How? As yourself. What? Yeah, you got to love your neighbor as yourself. And and I'm just going to throw this out there in reference to that scripture. Uh, You don't like everything about your neighbor. Just like, look at, look at the person beside you or in front of you. If you really got to know that person, you wouldn't like everything about him or her. Woo! I need some honest married folk. You married him. You told everybody his good traits. But if the truth be told, there are some things about your husband you do not like. Not me. You are a liar. If you say you like everything about your spouse. Some things you love about your best friend. Well, you love some things about your best friend. But there are some things about your best friend that you don't, you don't care for. 
I'm not even going to go with the hand thing, getting you to put your hand up because I know what I'm saying right now is true. Well, you don't like everything about your wife? No, I do not. Do she like everything about you? No, she does not. Can I take it further? I don't even like everything about myself. Do you like everything about yourself? If you could change one thing about yourself, you would. But some of us, if you, Lord, if you permit me to change these seven things about myself, it would just be so great. So you have, you have to love folk even though you, you know you don't like everything about them. You have to love yourself even though you don't like everything about you. Ooh, I love Barry now. I told y'all I don't, I don't like everything about Barry, but I love Barry. Do you love yourself? But you can never get to the point to where you're selfish in reference to that. A person that is of a proud heart also will choose wrong. Even though he or she knows right. And choose wrong persistently. Every day. Often every hour on the day. Now, we choose wrong sometimes, even though we're Christian. I didn't hear nobody over here. Maybe y'all don't. But the rest of us, there are times we, we do that. But when you are proud, hard, you persistently choose wrong and some folk persistently choose wrong but still say they're Christian no not not persistently you can't you can't be Christian and, and doing that you are perverse when you do such Woo, I got I got to show you a scripture real quick uh, Proverbs 21 Proverbs 21 and 4. A haunted look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are what? Now let's, let's, look at this, let's look at this same verse in this way. A proud heart is sin. Would I be contextual if I eliminate the rest of the words and just deal with, I, deal with what we're talking about? A proud heart. Notice again. A proud heart is Sin. I'm changing the art to is because it's singular. A proud heart is what? Sin. It's sin. 
Romans 6 and 23 says the wages of sin is death. Figuratively, death means ruin. Instead of prospering, you're going to experience worse. Because ruin, in one sense, has to do with regression or you're going back. You're going to be worse than you were. I like the proverb that says, the sow of the pig that was washed has went back to the mire of the mud. The dog has went back to the vomit. Ate the chicken, threw up the chicken, left the chicken, you throw it up, but then go right back to that vomit. Proud. Proud. When you're proud of heart, you persistently sin do it all the time every day but put on that Sunday face and tell for we gonna have some church today yeah cause Monday you're going back to being of a proud But Solomon does not stop there. Notice he goes on here in, in Proverbs 28. And he says that a person that is of a proud heart, notice, stirs up strife. The person is messy because the, the, the person causes trouble. But it doesn't stop there. Causes division. And you have folk like that in church. But hold on. Not just in church. You have folk like that in family. Family can be on one accord. But here come a person with a proud heart that changes all of that. Family doing well. I, I, oh, Lord, seemed like they was arguing last week. Now they, now they hugging each other. I can't let that happen. I got to get them back at odds. When you have a proud heart, you stir up strife. Cause folks to be mad at each other. I'm going to put them at odds against each other. Cause a house to become divided. And see, a house that is divided is not going to stand. It's not going to prosper according to Jesus. Based upon, I think it's Matthew 12 and 25. A house divided cannot stand. It will be brought into 
desolation. Desolation means emptiness. Division can cause you to go broke. Cause you to end up with zero or nothing. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to end up with nothing. I like having something. I said I like having something. Don't you like having stuff? You know, folk talk about stuff, but I'm glad I have stuff. I'm glad I can go to the refrigerator. Glad I can look in the closet and decide. Woo, I like stuff. Pastor, you should be ashamed of yourself. Talk about me, but I like stuff. I've been in the lane of having not and the lane of having. I tell you point blank what lane I like. Having. Materialistic things mean nothing to me. Give me all your stuff. Starting with your money. Where you going to put it? In my pocket. I got a storage building. I put it in my storage building. You have to be to the point to where you understand that, that when you have a proud heart, you're going to stir up trouble. You're going to stir up mess. And, and sometimes it'll be caused by a demon, but sometimes it is just based upon your selfishness. You just don't like to see things going well when it comes to certain folk. Yeah. Woo, Lord have mercy. Y'all all right? You sure? So I don't want to be to the point to where I am messy. I'm constantly stirring up something. Because that does not speak well about me. I don't want to just be stirring up strife because that's not the wish or the will of God. Y'all with me? We got to take it a little bit further. Lord have mercy. Say to your neighbor, if you stir up strife, it speaks about your nature. Your character or who you are. Let me show you something. Go with me to uh, Proverbs 16. Oh, Lord. Notice this. And is connected to Proverbs 28, 25. But Proverbs 16, 28. A perverse man sows what? Y'all don't even want to read it with me. <laughs> Proverbs 16 and 28. Let's do it again. Ready? Read. A. So is what? So if I'm sowing strife, like it or not, 
I'm perverse. I'm perverse. I'm a person that that intentionally likes to cause mess. I like to do it. Man, God is really blessing and move. Yeah, but I tell you, you ain't seeing that other side, though. You ready to point out that other side? You won't let nobody get their hallelujah on. <laughs> get their praise on about things being wonderful over here. You got to bring up what's going on over there. Notice your sowing strife. Your sowing strife. You're making sure what's in you gets in somebody else. And, and, and some of us open ourselves up. We allow folks to put mess in us. When you recognize that somebody is trying to put in you that which is in contrast to the written and revealed will of God, don't allow that to happen. Don't, don't allow somebody to sow in you something that God does not want in your thoughts, in your words, and in your deeds. Don't allow that to happen. And in our day and time, people will do it. I got to tell you something about her. What are they trying to do? Trying to sow something in you about your sister or your brother. You can't allow that to happen. When you are perverse, you sow strife. You sow mess. Some of us know, know, know about that. First hand. How many used to love to get on the phone and call somebody and talk about it? Oh, now you good and saved. You've been saved all your life. You ain't never done that like that. I'm going to have one more time now. I don't want to just go to the point where I'm getting no hands raised, but you would get on that phone. You got to tell it. You got to shout some stuff. Some of us do it on social media right now. So in strife on social media and think you're doing a good thing. You know that's wrong. And if you don't, you know it's wrong now. I'm drilling this first clause, you notice. But, but notice this right here. Notice the latter part. And then I got to move on. I'm going to move on to my clothes. Hold on, but hold on. A perverse man sows what? A woman. Lord, we got to put y'all in there, women. But look, look at this right here. And a whisperer. Don't tell nobody I told you this. Yeah, you know somebody who like that. And a whisper, notice this, separates the best. 
It's amazing how two folk don't talk no more simply because of a whisperer. Girl, I know you're so and so best friend, but she was talking about such and such and, and even mentioned you like a dog. But look, they got to stay between <laughs> me and you. And you will leave the whisperer going back to the person with an attitude. Done already judged them before you get to the person. Say to your neighbor, we can't be like this. But let me just say it another way. We can't be like we used to be. Woo! And if you're like this now, you got to. Y'all stop and do better. So, you, you got to deal with the scripture. You got to deal with, with the scripture because I want to be clear as a pastor that, that if you choose to be a person of a proud heart, you need to understand clearly what that means. And I think I've done my job. You, you understand clearly what it means to be of a proud heart. Gave you a, a couple of scriptures to support it. Now I want to deal with my primary subject of the latter clause in Proverbs 28 and 25. Because notice the turn, the complete turn from the first clause. He says, but he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. When you trust God, one, one thing you are about is being at his house to get fed. I say when you trust God, one thing you are about is getting to his house to be fed. You're going to come get your meal. I say you're going to come get your meal. You understand that, that man shall not live by bread along but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God and when you trust God you come get his word but you just don't come hear the word you put the word into action you are a doer of the word a doer of the word simply means that once you hear it you apply it to your thoughts to your words and to your deeds you are a hearer of the word. And, and when you hearing and doing the word, you point blank, trust God. You trust God. Whenever a situation arises and you deal with that situation based upon the written and revealed word, you trust God. Ain't even no question about it. You trust God. When, when you're going through it financially, but you make it your business to come to God's house and give him his tithes and his offering. You point blank trust God. When you're going through a situation where it, it seems like you are beginning to get weak in your being, your spirit, soul, and body. And, and you recognize that according to Luke 18 and 1. The reason you're getting weak is because you need to pray and you start praying. You point blank trust God. When you put the word of God into action, it says about you that you trust him. 
But on the other hand, if you do in contrast to the word, when situations arise in your life, it says about you, you don't trust him. But if you know you trust God, just say to somebody, I trust God. Because when stuff happens, I rely on the word of God. And, and you, can either, you can even look at yourself and tell whether you trust him 90%, 50%, or 100%. If every time something arises, the first thing you do is go to the word and you do exactly what the word of God says, you in the 90 to 100% of trusting God. But if you are a person that when something arises, you go to mama first, then you go to your uncle, and then you look for an alternative person, you are in the 2 to the 5% range of trusting God because God is that last one you're going to go to and say, Lord, I had that you answer prayer. And so I come to see. How many remember them days? You done tried everything. Then finally you try God. Let me say this to you. A Christian that is being fed the way we get fed should never be caught trusting God 50% or less. You should always be to the point to where you are trusting God 50% above. Now, the 50% should be to the babes, immature folk. But if you have been a child of God for years, when something happens in your life, the first thing you should do is what the scripture says of what you have been taught based upon the written word. That's where you should be if you have been a Christian for years. If you are a person that is walking in an office in God's church, you should be found in the 90 to 100% when it comes to trusting God. Folks should see in your thoughts, your words, and your deeds that you're standing on the promises of God. That you're quoting the very scripture that, that God gave you in order to deal with your situation. Whether it's Romans 8 and 28 or, or whether it's Psalm 30 and 5. Well, what does, what does Romans 8 and 28 say? Oh! Things work together for the good to those that love God, to those that are called according to his purpose. You should have in your being what God is going to do for you if you trust him. So just based upon the few things that I've said, you should know where you are when it comes to trusting God. How many do? You should know. And get this. Other folks know too. Yeah, they do. Other folks know too. They can look at your life, hear your testimonies, and know whether you trust God or not. And they're not judging you. They just simply see your life. And your life speaks for itself. 
she hurting, but she's still giving God the praise. She going through it in her body, but she's still magnifying God. She's still giving him the glory. She's still depending on him. That's a 90 percenter right there. When you trust God, you're going to prosper. I say when you trust God, you're going to prosper. And, 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 and your prosperity, ecclesiastically and theologically, is tied into your past. I'm going to show you. I got, I, I'm closing. I'm finna close, but I got to show you this. Second Chronicles. And this ain't got nothing to do with Walker. This is just Bible. But you need to know this. You need to know this. Second Chronicles 20 and 20. We're going to just look at the last sentence. Believe in the Lord your God. And you shall be what? But notice the next Believe his prophets. Your pastor is the house, what? And you shall what? What does that say? You need to believe your pastor. And of course, one of the reasons he refers to the pastor. As the house prophet is because, according to Amos 3 and 7, if the Lord reveals something, he's going to reveal it to his servants. His servants. Help me. His. Every pastor is a servant. I'm not going to. If a pastor is a true servant of God. He's going to reveal what God tells them to reveal. He's going to say what God tells them to say. But believe his prophets and you shall what? Prosper. If I tell you something and give you scripture backing and then you see the manifestation of it, you know that God meant what he said. Because if he says it, it's going to manifest. And when you trust God, you ain't going to doubt. You're just going to walk in it. He said, believe his prophets. And I know what he said. He gave me the scripture. And so I'm just going to walk in it. And the manifestation going to come. Believe his prophets. And you're going to what? prosper you don't believe every prophet you believe hills prophets you don't believe every prophet you believe hills prophet y'all hear y'all hear that it's a difference and you you have to you have to know it your prosperity is tied to his 
shepherds, his prophets. Amen? Amen. I'm going to stop right there. Let's get a Lord a hand of praise.